As we said, we're here to talk about all things coupled in the 21st century. And so our relationship, Todd and I, we've been married for, we're almost two years. Almost two years. But we've been together for like five, six years. Five or six years. Um, And of course, our, the way we met is, would be used, used to be considered unconventional, but now in the 21st century, I think it's very conventional. Yeah, that's right. Because it's it's not like a supermarket story or a Friday night at the bar. It's uh, <laughs> thank God <laughs> that was our twenties, honey. Yeah, that's right. Well, here we go into the midlife. Thing. Yeah, things change, but no, I think it's more conventional how people meet now, perhaps. But also, it's also outdated because now that's even moved on. We met online. Yeah, we met online. We met on a dating site. We met on, should we name it? It's POF. We met on Plenty of Fish because it was... Free. Free. <laughs> <laughs> we both have the same values when it comes to buying a mate. Least expensive that way. If you got to move on, then hey, here you go. That didn't cost me anything. <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny. Because it was it was true. Um, I'm not sure if we're together because we're compatible, but because we were both really sick of looking. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. After many failed attempts, uh, for me, it was like, hey, here's somebody who I think I could make this work with. <laughs> make it work. And, um, and then it was free, you know, so we're like, hey, we'll give it a shot. No, but, but really... I had been off and on dating sites for over a decade, I will say. I was single for a long time, and I was very frustrated. And that was something you and I shared after we got together. It was We were both in the same space of, this is my last attempt mm-hmm. um, to meeting someone. And if I don't meet the right person, because neither one of us were willing to settle. No, that's right. Exactly. And, and, and the situation was very similar because I had been dating off and on for, after being completely single for several years, I started dating and, and I also decided I was not going to settle. Um, that doesn't work out. And I was frustrated. Just like you said, it's like, you know what, this is not really working out the way I thought to. And I really love myself. And I was going, Hey, if this doesn't work out, then okay, maybe I'll just give up on it. And it's not a priority. Yeah, I think that's really important. But I'm wondering, you know, I got stuck on something you said earlier, and I'm wondering if our audience got stuck on it too. I was completely single. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> that, that means no interest in anybody and absolutely no interest in me. So I'd go out, I'd go out and uh, you know, I would go to the local places like eat and go have a margarita at the bar and and uh, I talk to people. And, you know, it's a funny thing where you're like, hey, how are you doing? And you get the look and the back turned to you. You're like, oh, okay, there's no interest there. Don't say <laughs> so that was completely single. I'm like, That's completely single. I'm so, <laughs> so glad you were completely, completely single yeah. when we met. That's good. That's a relief. So uh, I think it would be interesting to go into what a small world it is because 
Todd grew up in Castle Grand. We both live in, in Arizona, Arizona now. We're in uh, Chandler. We reside in Chandler. When we met, I was in Surprise, Arizona. Yeah, I was actually in Phoenix at the time. And Todd was in Phoenix. And I remember, I remember this moment because this was a turning point in getting to know Todd online. Because, you know, you don't know. You just don't know. When you're texting back and forth, you're emailing back and forth. And we were emailing. Yeah, through, you didn't use spell, spell check at that time. Yeah. You don't want to seem dumb. Right, yeah. Thank you for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I remember I was laying on my sofa messaging you. And you had shared with me that you had grown up in Casa Grande. Right. And I grew up in Colorado. And I had spent... I had visited my grandmother several times in Casa Grande mm-hmm. as a child. So years ago, as a little girl, I had spent time in Casa Grande. So there was a commonality, right? And I remember thinking, should I tell him that my grandmother lived in Casa Grande and I visited her? And and I remember seriously, like, making the decision, like, do I tell him? Do I feel like typing that out on my phone right now? That's kind of a long story, right? I mean, I mean, this is so important to, right, thumbs, exactly. So this is so important to talk about because it's kind of fun, but it's how our minute decisions that we don't even think matter actually change the course of our lives. Because I did choose to tell you that story of my grandmother living in Casa Grande and that she actually owns the the pool company in Casa Grande. I, I don't know if it was the pool company, but it was the pool company I knew of and I spent time in while grandma was at work and she owned a Juni Pools. And I shared that with Todd. And what did you say, Todd? And I said, wow, that's amazing because we got a Juni Pool when I was growing up. And not only that, when our family got a Juni Pool, me and my sister posed out by the pool and the, the newspaper person came and took pictures of us and it was published and we got added to the Juni Pool ad. But yeah, Juni Pools was one of the one, two or three pool companies. That's the only one I knew of because I was only about eight years old when we got it. But the funny thing was, is I, of course I knew that connection because that's where we went and got all our pool stuff. And I remember going in there, um, you know, Juni Pools and talking to them and, and I never knew what Juni stood for until you told me the story of the name where they came from but yeah that commonality between us really gave us something to connect on and and go from there because that's amazing what's the odds in the whole united states um with your background and my background that here's this little town in arizona called casa grande where we have this connection yeah i was that was pretty incredible it's a small world and and then to discover that your dad's current wife her deceased husband actually worked as a backhoe driver, operator, backhoe uh, operator for my grandparents for the pool company. Yeah, that's right. And I don't know the history, but yeah, in fact, he may have dug our, our pools. Well, I really don't know when we were growing up, but yeah, there's another connection. right? There. Yeah, yeah. So that was pretty incredible to think that, um, you know, I grew up in Colorado and Todd and I found found that commonality. So, so we did end up meeting. We ended up having a first date. Mm-hmm. 
Did you think this is the next natural place to go as our first Well, yeah, yeah, because we were talking and we were deciding to meet and decided to have a have a date and check it out. So we decided to go to a place that was between us because it was quite a distance. Um, right. Midway. Right. So we met at Margaritaville. Margaritaville in the west side Phoenix Glendale area. Right. And after the date, what was your impression, honey? Uh, I really loved the way the flow that we talked about, and I, could, I felt like I could talk about anything because I think I even asked you if you believed in UFOs. Uh, it's just a little uh, question to see where people's minds are. I like to see if they're open-minded or close-minded. The conversation was easy. And um, also, we, we shared some food because I noticed that everything I was interested on the menu you were interested in, and of course, I noticed that. Oh, that is very cool. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so Todd's bottom line was I had to believe in UFOs. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> but, but that was we had great conversation. I yeah. really enjoyed that. We, you know, talking to you was easy. Mm-hmm. And I am a food sharer. I love sharing food. And when you were open to that, like we could order, I think we ordered hummus and pita. Is that true? The first date, it was either that or it was mini chimichangas, but I think, oh, it, no, I think it was, I think it was like hummus or something. But yeah, we shared food and, and I liked that. And my first impression, you know, when my daughter asked me how my date went, what did I think? I said, well, he didn't say anything stupid. So by then, let's just say my my bar was kind of low. You didn't make me want to not see you again. Or escape, which or, is a, which is a big thing. That's true. I didn't yeah. need to escape either. So that was fun. So that's how we met. That was the unconventional way. And I've never had any embarrassment or shame saying that we met online. My circumstances at that time are very much the same as my circumstances now. I am self-employed, I work with women, and I work out of my home. There was not a lot of ways for me to meet someone organically, Mm -hmm. to meet a man organically. I had tried the single meetups, which, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Which I found were kind of, clubs where they all dated each other within the club which makes sense right but by the time I got into the club I um felt like an outsider because everybody had already had relationships with everybody the relationships and I also my my experience was they were in their own little groups so they they separated out because I went to a couple in a frequent period and I got to talk to people and meet people real meet people real easily and talk to them um but I never ask anybody out on a date but what I noticed was is every time I went to these singles events the same people would show up and they'd get into their same groups and so it, it wasn't working for me and it was oh, this seems like a not a waste of time for me this is not doesn't feel organic it was a way to create get an organic meeting into it but it just didn't work yeah and um I was definitely fresh meat when I got there mm-hmm. right so there was like when new women showed up, the men knew, oh, she's new. She's new. Mm-hmm. So 
I would definitely get a lot of attention right away, but it wasn't, it wasn't quality. It just wasn't quality. You know, just meeting single people, single people aren't necessarily compatible with you when the only thing you have in common is being single and hopefully completely single, like you said. Yeah, yeah, completely single. (laughs) And and on top of that, I was going to say, I did go to some areas where I go have beers and try to meet people. But what I found was, is um, because I was never a late night person, so I wouldn't go out at 8 or 9 p.m. It would be more of a happy hour. And it was more like people after work just trying to make their way home, <laughs> tired and exhausted. So again, organically, that wasn't working for me. And so, yeah, meeting online was actually the, the way to meet people. And um, I'm sure you have your stories, which I know about, but, it, but I met on a lot of single women that went out, I went on dates with, and it just didn't, it just didn't work because I could tell right away there was a compatibility issue or a belief issue, or they were looking for different she things that I wasn't. in UFO. <laughs> Perhaps, perhaps <laughs> when you ask somebody, so what do you think about UFOs? Yeah, the response will tell you a lot. <laughs> so, so I like that. So, so here we are, six years later, mm-hmm. in a home together, married for almost two years, one child at home, my. Um, my son that I brought into the marriage is 17. And as he likes to tell us regularly, he's almost 18. He's almost, can you believe it? That's what he keeps saying. Can you believe I'm almost, typically when we ask him to do chores, that's his next response. Can you believe I'm almost 18? So (laughs) we're not sure if he thinks that once he turns 18, he's not going to have chores. Um, But we're interested to see what this birthday will bring. That's all. That's always amazing to see because I remember I thought that when I was eighteen, I was like, "Oh man, when I'm eighteen, I'm gonna be an adult. I can make my own decisions. I'm not doing this stuff anymore." And then, as we all know, I quickly learned that the house rules have nothing to do with your age. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Exactly. So, and here we are doing this podcast, and and we find it interesting because, like like we said, we married in midlife, which I don't, you know, like I said, I'm a personal development junkie. I love personal development. I love personal growth. I, you know, it's a part of my makeup. And that did not prevent bringing baggage into the relationship. Yeah, that's right. You think that you're going to set your mind in motion and say, you know what, that's in the past. I'm going to let it go. I'm ready to start new and move on. And then you find out things happen. And really that baggage kind of comes with you, whether you like it or not. And, and that's what you learn through personal development and learning about how your mind works and how you evolve as a person. So it's something you have to work on. And um, different people reach that point at different points in their life as far as making that discovery. Like you'll, you'll talk to people who think, that they've completely changed and you can see the characteristics that are still there. And especially in yourself, I don't think you see that. It's, it's actually easier for somebody else to see it on the outside. So that brings its own package. That's true. I totally see your baggage, clearly. <laughs> it's recyclable. That's all that matters. So I have a question for you. As we said, we've been married a lot. You know, we've been married a lot. I have been married a lot and you know they say that the second marriage has 
half the possibility of surviving than the first marriage and third, fourth. I have no idea what the statistics say about you being my husband, being my fifth husband. We should grab that out. <laughs> so we can see the probability. That's of right. Our I need success. a percentage so I don't reveal them. I think what increases our success though is our age because till death do us part is a lot closer than the first time I got married. It makes the goal a lot shorter. It's not it's not decades. I mean it is decades, but it's not multiple and multiple decades. So yeah. So so we're in it for the long game, but the long game is might not be that long. So that's right. So, but no, that brings me to the question, and I'm sure our listeners are dying to know, right? Like, how does it feel to be, you know, my fifth husband? How does it feel to be the fifth husband? Like, I obviously don't have a trouble committing. I obviously don't have trouble getting married. Um, the goal is staying married, but you know, you're a man and believe me, I've heard all of the judgments, um, even people who think they're being supportive and loving and caring. I I've heard it all. Like, I can't believe you still believe in marriage. I can't believe you're willing to try. Don't you just want to accept that you're not good at marriage? Don't you just want to accept that maybe marriage isn't for you? So I've heard all of those. And I'm sure you've heard, you've maybe thought them, you know? So what is it like for you taking the plunge to be my fifth husband? Well, what I recall is, I think when we first met, I may not have known your your history. And um, I think when I did hear it. Well, I want to say I didn't put it on my profile. Yeah, I, I, the profile. I wasn't like looking for husband number five. Yeah. So that it's not what I led with for sure. I didn't hide it, but I didn't lead with it either. Yeah, that's right. So I think when I heard it, there is an initial shock because you're going, whoa, wait a minute. Because again, you, I know statistics. I'm a data person. Oh, shit. I've come across an article or two where, you know, it said exactly that, that your second marriage has is half as likely as to succeed as, as other ones. And so you you throw up number five, and I think I was the initial like, huh, what? But what I found was is I have a very open mind about that, and I'm and I'm thinking, well, there must be a reason or an explanation. And so when we started talking to you, I remember our our flow was so nice. I could I could tell that you were a good person, and you really paid attention to me. In fact, going on a tangent a little bit, I remember going on dates where people didn't ask me one question. Right, and I'd spend an hour or two with this person, and not even one question went my way. And then at the end, they'd say, "I had so much fun. Let's do this again." And I'm going, "Absolutely not. You know nothing about me, but you want to go on a second date? Yeah, we're, we're done." And I'm sure you've had that experience too. Um, so I talked to you, and I really enjoyed our conversations, and I just felt an immediate connection with you. Anyway, it's just like they say, I, I could feel something. But I will say, my friends played a big part in that. I've got a couple of really close friends that I've had my whole life. And I remember telling them the story. I went on the state. And uh, the cool thing is they were very supportive, too, because I remember saying, the only little warning sign might be she's been married multiple times. And they're like, oh, two or three marriages. And then I'm like, no, this is, <laughs> this is like five. No, four. Well, four. Honey, you're yeah, number okay. five. That's right. I, just, I <laughs> actually lose track. That's true, because I had to ask that question one day. But anyway, it's a story for a different time. 
Um, so, but they were real supportive. They're like, oh, no, Todd, you're a great guy. If you have a connection, I'm sure it's fine. And, and I was willing to seek it out and, you know, and keep going. And it, it, it was just an initial shock, but I got past it because I was just worried about statistically. I was going, is she willing to commit? That actually was one thing that was in there. Is she, you know, quick to quit? So I didn't know what the story was, but but I intuitively I knew that we were a really good connection, a good match, and it was worth pursuing. So that's where I went from there. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I think it is a great story to know that we do this podcast in Todd's office. He's really created this great setup. I'm assuming this is the benefit of being married to a tech geek nerd. We have great equipment and he's a YouTube junkie. And so he's got this whole setup. So we're in his office. My office is actually across the hall. And he came, he came by my door and said, honey, am I your sixth husband? (laughs) (laughs) I honestly didn't know that's the funniest part. And it didn't bother me. It was just, I was thinking, I was going, I don't even know. So it's like, I just popped my head in there. I was like, hey, I have a quick question for you. (laughs) So... So, but then you said something really sweet. Do you remember what it was? No, you're going to have to refresh my memory. I'm sure it was, uh, it was probably just something about how it didn't matter to me. And it, I was just curious. That's what I remember saying. It doesn't matter to me. I'm just curious. <laughs> well, maybe I said it then. <laughs> <laughs> Better to be my last husband than the first. Oh, yeah. That's right. I do remember right. that. Did now. you say that? Yeah. Yeah, I did. That, so that's pretty sweet. That's pretty sweet. So, so that's what this whole thing, it, this whole podcast is about, which, I mean, here's, we think we're pretty funny together. We have yeah. some funny conversations. We thought, man, we should record them. We should. And so we've been talking mm-hmm. about this for a few years. And then we're a little jealous of the millennials, right? Yeah, because, because they are killing they are killing YouTube, killing podcasts, and we love watching YouTube. We love watching we YouTube. We love it. In fact, that is our number one go-to in front of all these network shows and series and stuff. It's like uh, when we have an hour or so to relax, we're going, hey, you want to watch some YouTube? And we'll, you know, turn it on and watch our favorite millennials because, like you said, they're, they are ruling it. There's there's other people doing it, but, but they are really killing it. They're committed and doing a great job. And, and just like you said, we have these great conversations and these funny things that happen and it's we're spontaneous and just go forward and it makes a lot of fun. And so we're like, well, we should be doing this as well. And plus we have a unique story, um, which we'll get into at a future podcast with our different personalities um, because I'm very analytical and Michelle is very... Intuitive. Yeah, intuitive and spiritual. And, and so um, it creates some, for some funny opportunities. And I think it's important to know that we live in a politically diverse household, too, because our cat, we've discovered just this morning through our conversation that our cat is actually a Republican. And our dog is a liberal. (laughs) And so it's causing a little bit of friction in the household. So that's something Todd and I have fun doing is talking for the animals and having these uh, imaginary conversations and sometimes they're just rude. Yeah, they're really obnoxiously rude. <laughs> they <laughs> it can are. be a bit much sometimes. They can, yeah. They can be a lot. So 
I think this is, well, you know, I think we should talk about two a little bit. We talked about me, but you've been married. I'm your third wife. Mm -hmm. But the first two wives were the same woman. So I'd like to know how your analyzer took that when obviously the first time you married her, it was not a success. And then you knew it was the analytics showed that it had half the opportunity of being successful the second time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But, but the statistics, and we laugh. Yeah, we laugh. It's funny. The statistics did not turn out correct for that. So um, I mean, well, just a quick story. I married... Um, a lady that was just down the street and in Casa Grande. In Casa Grande. And we lasted six years and we had two two great boys, two kids. And then we went our separate directions for, for several years. And there was just a circumstance that brought us together. Um, I had a job opportunity on the East Coast and I wanted to try it. I wanted to expand my horizon, but I didn't want to leave my boys behind. My ex-wife was single at the time and we were totally platonic friends. And I said, Hey, you want to go with us? And, um, you know, we'll, we'll try this out here. Expecting her to say no. Maybe I was looking for an excuse not to take the job because it was a little scary. But uh, she actually said yes. <laughs> she was looking for a new change. And so I was like, oh, okay. Well, then, so we moved to the East Coast. And what happened was is we reconnected because we were together. Uh, we were in a new place, didn't know anybody. We reconnected and had a lot of talks. And we thought, you know, we could make this work. And the first time we were married six years, and then the second time we were married 13 years. So wow. statistically, it actually was much better, but then we eventually went our own way. And so that's that's kind of how that evolved over time. And um, here we are today. And it's all perfect. That's right. That's it is right. all perfect. So I, I wanted you to have that story. Yeah, and sure. one thing I forgot to mention is while we, while we were apart for six years, she had a, another daughter. It was in our household too, so we had three kids that we were raising together, as well as the, the two boys. So, so we had this little family thing, and it was it was real fun. Yeah, yeah, and it worked. Yeah. It worked for mm -hmm. a long time, and so you can see why I would choose Todd because he's a teddy bear. He loves kids, and he has a big heart. Yeah. Thank you, babe. You're welcome. I appreciate that. Say the same thing for you too. Very loving. <laughs> there we go. And funny, don't forget funny. funny. That I'm was a deal here. breaker. That was a deal breaker for me. I think I, yes, that was definitely in my profile that if you don't think I'm funny, that's a deal breaker because I married four men who never thought I was funny. And that laughing at my jokes feels like love to me. Well, and that actually brought us together because I've always loved comedy and always thought I was funny and my people tell me I'm witty and my quick people. yeah my people my people say beeps how's it going out there um and so when i actually remember reading that in your profile i thought ah good she likes to laugh and have fun so that was a that was a plus before we even met because i remember reading that i was like yeah i need somebody to laugh at me too yeah and i do i laughed at you yeah. this morning <laughs> yeah well, we should clarify that because sometimes you're laughing at me it's not about a joke it has nothing to do with that but you laugh at the jokes too so but here's what I love, and I think we can close on this if you're good with that, is that I, I get up early just about seven days a week. I enjoy my me time in my office, and I heard Todd walking around this morning, and I open my door, and the first thing he does is look at me and giggle. And I love that. Happy guy. 
happy guy. Yeah, wake up happy. That's wake great. Wake up happy. Yeah, yeah. in fact, uh, <laughs> recently we've had that, had that a lot where you say, what are you laughing at? And I'm like, oh, I'm just happy. This, this is cool. <laughs> Everything's good. He's always a little yeah. tickled. Yeah. All right. Okay, well, thank you everybody for joining our first podcast here and looking forward to future conversations on different topics. We'll see you next week for episode two. Woohoo! Woohoo! Bye for now. <laughs>